0: experience From God's coming out of the third heaven. Every experience from man is coming out of the first heaven. When you look out, that's man's heaven. So to close this gap, it's going to take obedience. And it's not obedience to the written word. Because you can't obey the written word. Right? The Rama word. Is the real truth. The logos word is just written. That's religion. The words doing them no good. An indulgence. Towards the flesh. The written word. Is a form. Of godliness. But has no power. Until the word is revealed to you. That's. Rema Word is nothing more than resurrection word. You got into a place of death where God can reveal himself through resurrection now. That's a rhema word is it? It's a resurrected word and It's because you died somewhere. you died somewhere God. I we were back there worshiping and, and the Lord said, I'm going to bring great goodness into this year. That's all I heard. He said it's going to be a flow of goodness into this year. I said, Thank you, Lord. So these two come together. They come together. So I want, I want the grace over me to be here. Grace over every time your mind gets transformed and renewed at whatever level grace that's over you and the grace that's in you has married and when that grace is married now you have a measure of the father and the son in the soul. When we eliminate the second heaven influence in our lives, we experience and live a glory mindset. It's so all you can think about is the glory. You know why? Because the hope of glory is already in you. Only the hope of glory is in you at regeneration. The knowledge of the glory is Jesus. But the Father of the glory is God. So the knowledge of the glory and the Father of glory take up residency in your soul through your obedience to the revelation. Isn't that nice to know? That I'm not just going through hell because of this revelation I'm trying to apply, but the Father and the Son is going to take up residency in me. When the Father and Son take up residency in you, you have just stepped into a measure of authority. You've moved from just power to power and authority. That means means you don't have to preach anymore. You just show up and everything changes. That's when you're not working for God anymore. God's working for you. And see the spot here that I had him hang up. This is the glory that's descending from the third heaven. This is the grace that's descending from the third heaven. Trying to marry up with the grace that's in you. But those nasty demons that we have invited in out of ignorance. Has connected me with the second heaven influence. Now I'm empowered to serve this demon. Oh, I feel the Lord. I'm telling you what. Whenever you talk about the glory, He's going to show up. So it says in Romans five two through five. Put that back up, please. Two through five. Romans two through five. Let's see two, two through whom we also have access by faith, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory. So now you know what to do in the trial, right? Because you're rejoicing in the glory that you're about to receive. And not only that, but we also glory... And our tribulation. Rejoice. If rejoicing wasn't already in you, God would have never said to rejoice. He lets you know what to do before he, he requires what you're supposed to do. Which is totally different. Until they both come into the soul. So we glory in pain and suffering. How do you do that? Because he said to go from glory to glory. But we go from pain to pain. Or we go from pain to glory. We finally end up there. But then we say, man, if I got to go through that again, you can keep the glory. We don't have to go through that. We don't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. Jesus took on the pain. Glory And to glory in your pain and suffering is this. We glory in praising God and worshiping him and thanking him. That's how you glory in your transition of pain and suffering. And you'd be surprised how when we get out of ourself, and start praising and worshiping Him, He covers the pain. You don't experience the pain and the suffering that a lot of people are going to experience. Because pain and suffering is illegal in the secret place. That's why He said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe from pain and suffering and everything. Because once you get there, it's eliminated. You don't have to go experience the pain. If you'll run to the Lord, run to his name, put your praise on, put your worship on. As soon as you step in to his presence, that pain and suffering is extinguished right there. You can't take it into the presence of God. It's illegal Darkness and lightness cannot mix. And knowing that pain and suffering, and you don't even know what's going on, is producing patience. Now, it's easy to be patient when you're in the secret place. When you come in here on glory, not any other night that's in here when they're worshiping, you don't have to be patient to stay in the place. Unless you just don't have no revelation at all. Or your revelation has run out. Because I've only worshiped at the revelation that I've experienced. And I've checked out. Now the worship's wearing me out. Amen. It'll wear you out. That's why revelation is so important. Hey, we. Revelation is so important. And patience, and here's the key right here. Patience. Patience is producing character. Look what can happen when you stay in the presence of God. Everything's being done. Because your focus is him. And his focus is what's bothering you. going to get eliminated just like that. Character is built. In patience, character is introduced in tribulation. So that's why he said rejoice in tribulation because it's a character exchange. Rejoice in pain and suffering, it's a character exchange. And when you make the proper exchange, you'll never have to go through that same pain again. You'll never experience that same suffering again. People say, yeah, Jesus said I'm free indeed, but you don't look like you're free indeed. You might be free, but not indeed. Indeed happens here. Happens in the soul. Obedience closes the gap. And character keeps it closed. Character keeps it closed. Put Romans 2.7 up. 2, 2, 2, 7 up. Eternal life to those who patient continuance and doing good, seeking the glory. Seeking the glory. The glory is seeking his face. And when you feel his presence, he is face to face with you. Can you imagine the God of the universe is face to face with me? When I enter that rest, go to verse eight. But to those who are self-seeking, and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there comes indignation and wrath. So, most people who cannot receive revelation are self-seeking. They're self-seekers, and those self-seekers are going to experience pain and suffering because they didn't seek the face of God. You see how important worship is? Who wants to be on the list? I got about four or five of these guys around here uh, that I'm holding accountable to their worship time. And the reason I'm doing this is because it was after that last Glory night or something, I was back in the sound booth, it was a pastor's conference, and those two were back there. Wasn't it y'all two? Yeah. And Chris, the three of them. I call them the three amigos. But I saw myself with a chain around this leg, and I was dragging three steel balls like this. I said, Lord, what are you showing me? Am I in bondage and don't know it? He said, no, that's those three right there at that sound booth. And I looked at him. I said, man, y'all holding me back. I'm dragging you When the church should be pushing me up. Little so the Lord said, make them accountable. So I text them. I said, at the end of every week, I want to know how many hours you worship, starting with two hours. Not at night, but in the morning. Because if you don't put God first, he ain't going to put you first the rest of the day. You're going to be second place all day long. And we don't want to be second place. Don't you hate to be second place? Oh, but he was. He came in second place. <laughs> uh, second, I don't think, is never good. It's a process. Jesus rose from the grave, so I wouldn't be second. He humbled himself. <laughs> he humbled himself. right he did so anyway listen so at the end of each week they got to start with two hours and you know what happened with, with with Ananias and Sophia right they died for lying to the Holy Ghost so I want to keep seeing them back at that sound booth this is serious this is serious the days of the apostles are here and there's power. There's power that God has, has got in me that I've never used. But when I got commissioned, he said, I just released the 100%. He said, you've been operating in 40%. But I can't release it. He releases it. According to the need. According to the need. Yes. I don't. I mean, what I, what I like to do is at least have one song to close the, close the deal. You know, like when I say we get up here and teach, we praise and worship, we teach, and everything should be closed with worship. So I start my day with worship, and I need to close the day with worship. That's perfect. Yeah. Yes. Calm your mind before you go to sleep. So Romans 10, two. So anybody wants to be on the list, um, seek Pastor Carl. Because I think Pastor Mike's already on it and the Three Amigos, and I think Carrie's on it. Don't you love accountability? Man, I love accountability. It's very rewarding. Romans 2.10. Romans Romans 2.10. Sorry. Romans 2.10. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who works good. So how do you work good? Huh? Nope. By seeking the face of God. That was in the first verse. Romans 2.7. By seeking his glory. When it says glory, he's talking about his face. Romans 2.11. Let's look at that one. Where there is no partiality with God. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. So you can't say, "Why me?" Because somebody's going through the same thing that you're going through. They not may not be acting like you're acting like. <laughs> but they, they are going through the same thing. There's no partiality with God. Thank God he loves us equally. 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 So, on the screen you'll see the definition of character. I want to keep refreshing you on this because this is important. Character is to think like God. That's a mindset. To feel like God, that's compassion. And to act like God, That's in love. And that equals godliness. Is it Timothy? It says godliness is great gain. Godliness and contentment is great gain. God's looking for you to have great gain. Because the gain, when God blesses you, it's always enough to bless somebody else. That's how you know it's from him. (laughs) He's always going to give you leftovers. Be a blessing to someone else. This is what you're trying to develop. And it happens. The beginning of it happens. In tribulation. A tribulation that you don't have to feel. You can run to daddy. Why Jesus is taking care of the devil that's in your mind. Man, I wish I'd had somebody teaching me like I'm teaching you. I went through hell. I don't know how many times I went through hell. I said, Lord, how many times I got to go through hell? That's why you're accelerating. Because you won't have to go through that, what I went through. So the characteristics of these type of people, this character, will be this. Number one, they serve in one accord. Number two, they're humble. They're righteous. No lying. No deceit and no fear. That's a transformed, renewed mind right there. If you tell a lie and don't feel like you need to vomit afterwards, something's wrong. What does it mean that you're so miserable that you grieve the Holy Spirit? If if you if you tell a lie and you're so miserable that you want to that you don't want to vomit, you're sick. No, I not vomit. <laughs> this 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 is the true character of the glorious bride. And listen, God has called you for acceleration into this. That's why you came through this door. The devil ain't going to bring you through this door, and I know your flesh ain't going to bring you through the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so this bride she has moved from a, from a language that is distorted and polluted to an undistorted language and an unpolluted language and when I was in worship this morning the Lord said, Zephaniah prophesied of this day right now. So well, I read it. Let's put that on the screen in the Amplified Version 3, 8, and just keep going through 20. Does it feel like I've been teaching an hour already? It's 7 o'clock. I, I, I just got to... Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord. Until the day I rise up for plunder. Who's been plundered in the house? But you felt his plundering. My determination is to gather the nations. To my assembly. Of kingdom. So we're not the only assembly. Of the kingdoms. Can you imagine when all of them come together? My Lord. To pour on them my indignation. How many of you felt the the fire? The fire. And my fierce anger, which is his jealousy. God doesn't, his anger is just jealousy. And all the earth shall be devoured with my fire, the fire of my jealousy. Keep going, just keep it going. For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language. It's amazing how different you talk after you've gone through some hell. (laughs) After you've gone through an identity crisis. The identity that you took on of someone else. And now that person's no more around. Now you're in a crisis. Who am I? Who am I? That they may call on the name of the Lord serve him in one accord. We experienced that at pastor's conference last week. Were you here? Oh, my God. We have gone to another level. It was beyond words. Because everybody was calling on the name of the Lord in one accord. When you get the pastors together. And they're saying the same thing. You've accomplished something. Amen. For from beyond the rivers of Ethiopia, my worshipers, there it is, there it is, my worshipers, the daughter of my dispersed ones, shall bring my offering. What is his offering? You. He's going to give you to the world. He's going to put you on display. He's offering them his presence through you. And in that day you shall not be ashamed for any of your deeds. <laughs> because there's something about the presence of God that covers shame. It just throws a blanket on it. He don't want to even look at it. And which You transgressed against me, for then I will take away from your midst those who rejoice in your pride, and you shall no longer be haughty in my holy mountain. God said this is happening right now. And I will leave in your midst a meek and humble people. (laughs) I love that. And they shall trust in the name of the Lord. And not in each other. You don't put your trust in man. Or it's going to bring a curse on you. That's all that's left. Is the name of the Lord. When you've been through hell. When you've lost everything. All that's left is his name. And when you call on it. Everything comes back. Roaring. That you thought you lost. Because he he was jealous for you. So he had to take away what provoked him to jealousy. And once you get back into that relationship with him, he brings everything back to you. And then you don't want it. You don't want it because it doesn't come close to being one with him. Let's go on. The remnant of Israel shall do no unrighteousness that you speak no lies. I don't care how bad it hurts somebody. Don't lie. Tell them the truth, nor shall a deceitful tongue be found in their mouth, for they shall feed their flocks and lie down, and none will make them afraid. How many times have you've gone to bed and been afraid <laughs> This is the remnant. This is the character of God. It's not about how good we can teach or preach. It's not about any of that. It's about the glory of God. Period. Oh, sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel, at you. You're the daughter of Zion. You're the spiritual Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has, cast him, he has cast out your enemy. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst, and you shall see disaster no more. Isn't that awesome? Was that 20? Let's keep going. In that day, you shall, it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear Zion. Do not, not let your hands be weak. For the Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. And he will quiet you with his love. When you feel the glory come in. He's quieting you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I heard that in that last pastor's conference. We heard the choir of heaven singing. The angels were singing over us. Right. You could feel it over you. And it went all the way back there. I will gather those who sorrow over the appointed assembly who are among you to whom its reproach is a burden. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflict you. How many people have afflicted you? I think it's in Second Timothy or 1 Timothy. It says, God repays with tribulation those who trouble you. God helped those people. And gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for my praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. He's going to take you right back to the place where you were put to shame. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And the glory of God. You're going to carry to that place. At that time, I will bring you back. Even at that time, I gather you, for I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth when I return your captives before your eyes. God desires every man to be saved. And I've seen it in my life. He, re- he brought my enemy right back to me. Now, here's the blessing. He said to go to Zechariah 8, 11, and 12. The blessing of a pure remnant. The blessing of a pure remnant. Zechariah 8, 11 and 12. But now I will not treat the remnant of this people as in the former days, says the Lord. For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give its fruit. The ground shall give her increase and the heaven shall give her dew. I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. That's you. And all it took was character. Character. Now, I'm going to finish this because I'm almost finished, but you've got to get this last part. The New Beginnings class, the Soul Shifters class, the Spot class, sonship class, all these were designed by God and put in place by God so that you could progress successfully through four mindsets. Now, Jesus said to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So there's four mindsets. They're on the screen. Did y'all get those? The church mindset, the slave mindset, which is the ministry mindset. We're so ministry focused, we can't even get into the presence of God. A kingdom mindset, that's when you know you're a son. And a glory mindset, you know you're a glorious bride. You're experiencing these seven levels right here. Not just in visitation, it's a lifestyle. That's what Jesus walked on. That was his lifestyle. Character is developed over time. The mind, this is very important. We're getting deeper into things. When God gave me these revelations, I thought that was it. But there's so much more to these revelations, these visions. The mind is the unseen part that thinks, feels, and remembers Thinks, feels, and remembers. The soul is the unseen part that gives life or death to the body. So my mind can be producing the right thing. I'm thinking on the right thing. But my soul is producing the wrong thing. Because the mind of Christ is already in me, my spirit man. I just need to apply it. But Paul said be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And number three. The character is what sustains life or death. If you have a bad character. Then you're going to be sustaining evil. You're going to uphold evil. Sustains means to uphold. To carry it. So a godly character. Has to. To be in place. To be able to carry the glory. Sustain means to uphold a support. Character supports his presence. Now. There's five dimensions. Of his presence. That fill the temple. There's five dimensions. This is getting a little bit deeper. But. I'm getting it out there. Isaiah 1. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah 6, 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Now, the key word is, the key word is, my my version said the train of his robe continually filled the temple. So the word filling means Or implies that his robe filled the temple, but then continued to fill it. We felt that at pastor's conference. We felt a continuum of the filling. He came, but he kept coming. He kept coming. There's no end to him. There's always more. But character is the only thing that will keep him coming because he knows that if he came and you didn't have the character to sustain it, you could be dead. Who touched the ark? He fell dead because God was in full control of that ark. He's in full control of the glory. We can't touch it. So his presence increases on the previous. That's a very important. Thing. I'm going to take you through some steps. Number one, God first inhabits everything. Colossians 1.17. He is before all things, and in him, thing, in him all things consist. So he inhabits everything. Now look at the second thing. The second dimension of his presence is the indwelling Holy Spirit, which makes us his temple, which makes us his temple. See, character is what holds on this, this kind of revelation. Number three, let I me mean, know if you're not getting it down. Third dimension is when believers gather together in his name. This is where the potential of explosive increase comes into play explosive increase comes into play the fourth dimension occurs when we praise him and he inhabits our praise this is when he makes a home where he's praised now he wants to manifest himself upon us more powerfully in that atmosphere so he comes we've experienced him coming But I want you to to learn in this atmosphere how to navigate yourself. How you can navigate the presence of God. You can't control it, but you can navigate it by what comes out of your mouth. That you can have more presence on you than your neighbor sitting right beside you. Because you discern how to navigate what to say. A voice, a sound, a humming could do it. When you give him all of you, he manifests more. Number five, the fifth dimension is seen when the temple of Solomon was dedicated. God came in so profoundly that the priests were incapacitated. That was First Kings 8, 10, and 11. First dimension. Um, Anybody else need to repeat anything out? I'll be glad to repeat. Put the first one up. I don't want to get my pages out of line here. He first inhabits everything. He's everywhere. God is everywhere at the same time. But can I get him to manifest is a different thing. That's the key. That's the key. So um, no one could even stand, let alone playing the instruments. They were completely undone in the fifth dimension. Now, that's what I've experienced three times that I know I could have experienced before, but I know of three times. And everybody knows the last time was just here at the commissioning. Where you're just undone. You can't do anything. You can't walk. You can barely talk. You're just completely undone at that measure of his presence. And you can imagine, I can't wait to see what's going to come out of this. Because he won't allow you to experience the deposit until the character is in place and grown up in that character. So these five levels give you a snapshot. Of how he longs to increase the manifestation of his presence. This is how he longs to increase the manifestation of his presence. So, the responsibility of the measure we carry lies with us. And there's no reason that everybody at Kingdom Life shouldn't be carrying, everybody should be carrying the same presence. And the reason we don't is why? Because we're selfish. You gotta be selfless. To carry God's presence. Character carries his presence. How will you know you have his character? You will think like him. You will feel like him. And you will act like him. And it will show up on your face. The face is the newspaper. You can read all the news on on the face of the people. You can tell what's going on in our face. And you can always tell it was in the temple when the eyes aren't saying what the mouth is saying. The mouth is saying, I love you, but the eyes have got hate in it. (laughs) So we need to become presence-centered. Presence-centered. For me, it just boils down to that one thing. I want to carry his presence. There are parts of our walk with Christ that should never be reduced to a list of goals and accomplishment. There are parts of our life with Christ, our walk with Christ, should never be reduced to a list of goals and accomplishments. Instead, it should be the unimaginable privilege of carrying His presence and then reduced to labor with Him labor with him. Our labor for God should be a byproduct of our love. The church age labors for God. But there's no presence. It's, a, it's not the byproduct. The kingdom age is staying in his presence. He can get more accomplished with you and through you, by you doing nothing. It's true. If you could see what happens in the unseen realm, the more time you spend with God, you'd stay there all day. That's what Jesus died for. And I said to Jesus one time, I said, Lord, where do you go when I'm in his presence? He said, I'm taking care of everything around so that you can stay there. He said, when you're in his presence, You've given me dominion so that presence won't be interrupted. <laughs> I love you, Pastor Mike. We're going to be presence carriers. Get a mic. Questions? That, that really just blessed me what you just said because he, he gave it to me this way. He said, he said Chris, when you come into worship, you can trust what you hear and worship. He said because that is the moment of truth. Where you worship me in spirit and in truth. He said and I will not allow nothing Mm-mm. to interfere, it, interfere with it. Mm-hmm. There's no outseen power or force or anything that can come in your time in worship. Right. When you get with God one on one. Because he honors it. He he's taking him. the care of everything around, you. canceling debt. Could you imagine? Wouldn't that motivate you to spend all day with God if He knew His debt's going to be canceled at the end of the day? <laughs> it's happened. Or tell God, I'm not coming out of Your presence until this debt is canceled. <laughs> no more debt. It's coming. So, the Lord gave me a vision to have a signs, wonders, and miracles service in Hinesville at the at the uh, arts center. So I talked to Pastor Page, and uh, he got the witness. So it's going to be on Good Friday, that the Thursday before Good Friday, leading right up to just the two days, Thursday and Friday bring signs, wonders, and miracles to Hinesville. And that's right on that four-lane <laughs> drive, to the f- new art center right there. Amen, so y'all be ready for that. Uh, it's a good Friday. I don't know. <laughs> April 12th, is it? When's Easter? Put it on your calendar, because I need all the glory people there. We've got to get the atmosphere. Change when we go into that building. I'm not sure. She she said she said it would be at night for sure. Yeah. That's the only time they could get it was for two days. Thursday and Friday. Nights. Praise God. God God don't ever go out unless God has showed you to go out. So it's the uh, fourteen. Friday we'll be here Thursday and Friday we'll be here, we'll be out there amen questions, y'all gotta have questions Sharice has always got has questions. questions you said that parts of our life should not be reduced to a goal or or accomplishment can you explain that an okay. example. Our our life should not be reduced to that. In other words, our life should be carrying the presence of God. Right. We when that when we are goal and, uh, oriented, and accomplished oriented, then our our eyes are really off of God. Yeah. It reduces us when we shouldn't be reduced from Him. Get in His presence, and then He sets the goals, and He does the accomplishments for you. Amen. Put the one song on. We're gonna, we 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 got to close. The Lord told me this a few weeks ago. He said, "You got to close every service. Everybody who teaches has to close with one worship song. Because it seals the revelation." That made sense. You start with worship. You end with worship. It was about four minutes. So let's stand and let's worship the Lord for this revelation today. You, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.